0: Hello, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I want to be your host as we dig into today's topic. Thanks for jumping on board with us today. The whole idea of this podcast is, it seems like from news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems like everyone we come into contact with has an idea of how we should think, how we should live, and how we should make decisions. And it seems like all of these experts, they sound so convincing, but then they disagree How do we cut through that noise? Well, when information overload leaves us frustrated, How do we sift through it all, and how do we choose what governs our lives? Well, our leadership here at Grace has been processing and praying about these things for a long time now, and that's what this resource is, is to help us navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. And so that's why we're here. Jeff, glad you're here again. Thanks for having me. It'd be really hard to have mixed messages with Jeff Bogue without Jeff Bogue. It could be done. It could absolutely be done. (laughs) We'll just... uh, Well, you guys keep your eyes peeled. We'll see if Jeff starts (laughs) to sound funny. It's a stand-in. That's right, that's right. Uh, Very, very good. Well, uh, Jeff, I I wanna dive into a topic today. It's been some questions that have been swirling around. This this actually wasn't one of the ones that submitted necessarily through our form, but it's stuff we've been coming to contact a lot with, I feel like, over the last months especially. And it's kind of this idea of, I think a lot of people, when they do discover something, they start to feel like it's true and then they wanna go make sure everyone else knows this is true. Right, right. And so they kinda of wanna, you know, whether you read this as a connotation that's bad or good, you kinda of wanna go make a point. I'm right, I discovered this, this is why this is wrong. Uh-huh, don't you agree with me? Yeah. Like, Jeff, is is that a good idea? It should should we pursue those pathways? Like, how does that work out?
1: You know, it's a, somebody asked a question one time, they said, do you wanna make a point or do you wanna make a difference? And. Mm. So, so our world today is so divided, and we're screaming our points at each other. And um, and the 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 more we t- turn up that volume, and the more we turn up that intensity, the less of a difference that it makes, mm-hmm. you know. So this is happening. We usually we blame it on politics, but it's not really just politics. It's it's culture, it's morality, it's biblical truth, it's everything. Like we will just argue it out. In fact, it's fascinating. I'll have people um, occasionally want to argue like theology, Bible stuff with me, and they'll get mad at me because I won't engage them. I <laughs> am like, that's interesting. So they, they want the argument. Yeah. They don't want a conversation, and they're not seeking truth at all. Yep. And that applies across the board, mm-hmm. you know, And and it has really caused a divide this this uh, um, fatal individualism yeah. is uh, something that's going to. It affects us all. It's going to ruin us all, you know, if we can't figure this out. And uh, and it's nothing new. It's the it's the human condition, you know. I uh, uh, my opinion, what what causes fights and quarrels among you? That I I don't get what I want. Yeah, you know the Bible says, and so it's a. Uh, it's a hallmark of where we're at today, for sure.
0: Yeah, that actually just happened to me about two weeks ago. Someone came up to me, and they the topic that they wanted to discuss was an age-old theological debate. I'm like, great. Oh, I can't wait to hear your questions. But, Jeff, they approached me. They said, we're trying so desperately to reach our family and our coworkers for Christ. How do we do— this, we don't understand this theological concept. Can you help us understand it so that we can be better effective yeah, for that, what Jesus wants? I'm like, oh. I know, that's a, that's
1: a completely different conversation, you know, and, and, and trying to understand each other, trying to get inside somebody else's mind, you know, that there's a concept out there of learn their narrative, you know, so what do they think and what do they hear you say? That's a completely different conversation. Um, let's argue for the sake of argument. Uh, let's have a, 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 a debate yeah. for the sake of debating. It's a waste of time. It's a foolish endeavor. It severs relationships. And you are actually convincing no one in that. You're not convincing the other person. And you're not convincing uh, kind of the objective listener either. Because what they hear is your argue, you arguing mm-hmm. So you've made it very clear that you don't agree with each other what they don't hear is the point or the thought process or what the information may be. Now that's so bad. Right now that this is what I find happens a lot. People will lock on to anybody who will make an argument make sense. Yeah. So because you're you're not actually thinking through things logically or completely or in a in a um Conversational tone. The first person that sits down with them and like actually explains their point of view, they're like, "Yeah, that's right." And so it's it. That's what I mean. It's very, very counterproductive, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's Christ-like at all. Um, and it and it's tearing us apart um, from families all the way all the way up through like national stuff. So,
0: absolutely. I um, someone else had just said. Um, this weekend, that it's just this whole idea that we think we know what other people are thinking, and so we attribute what we think they're thinking to what they think they're thinking. And I'm being facetious on purpose because it's that confusing. Right. And then suddenly you have judged or vilified or put distance between you and someone else, and you don't even know for sure why they did what they did. Right. Um, and so uh, – yeah, Jeff, this idea that we kind of start to align ourselves more and more with people that tend to think like us, why is that so tempting? Like, why do we just wanna kinda of run to our camp and then continue to prove to each other why we're so correct, what is that?
1: You know, it feel it feels good and it feels safe and it feels affirming and, um, and all of that is, it, there's truth in that, especially if you really bring this conversation down to spiritual things, you know. Uh, it's affirming to be with other people who understand the Bible the way that you do, and and what you would define as correctly. People who value what you value, worship what you worship, uh, have the philosophies that you that you have. I like that. In fact, we would train that right. Mm-hmm. So we would we would train within a, philo- uh, a theological context. We're going to teach God's Word through the constructs that we understand it. And when we're raising up interns and residents, or even uh, even like lay leaders here at the church, we're going to do that through our philosophical uh, context. We're like, we want you to agree with this, so we want you to be a part of it. If you don't, maybe this isn't the place for you to lead. Those, mm-hmm. those kind of things. So it lets you it lets you accomplish your goals. Um, we would often say spiritually, we believe it's truth. Mm-hmm. And so we want to land on that truth, and and we want to propagate that that truth. So all of that, there's a place for that. Mm-hmm. There's a place to be reassured. There's a place to deepen your core convictions, and there's a place to operate in in unity. So that's the place we're always going to feel at home, and we're always going to feel the most comfortable. And so we're going to be drawn to it for sure. sure.
0: Now that's. Uh, um A really good segue back into the question that you brought up up front. So if that's the group that we can kind of get some solace in, get some recharge, some regrouping, land on those core convictions, but then we come back to, do I want to make a point or do I want to make a difference? When someone disagrees with me, not in the context of some of the other podcasts that we've uh, recorded, so to speak, but this whole idea of I'm just out there to prove you wrong or show you how right I am? How do we take some of the health of maybe what some of those environments bring mm-hmm. but then do something valuable with it?
1: Yeah, so the Apostle Paul would would lay out this idea of persuading people. So uh, I, I think a lot of times in the Christian world we take like an Old Testament prophet mm-hmm. mindset where they would stand on the proverbial street corner and tell everybody that that judgment is coming and, and all the rest. And there is truth to that. Um, but first of all, we have to understand the role of the Old Testament and the role of the new and how God fulfilled Christ fulfilled the law and then he, through the church did something differently. So in the Old Testament, he's working kind of either through individuals or kind of Israel in a nationalistic sense. In the New Testament, he's working through the church. Mm-hmm. And I, as an individual, am a part of, of that. And it's the church that speaks for him, uh, whether individually or collectively. And then you get into Paul's writings. He would talk about persuading. He would talk about being an ambassador. Jesus would use the concept of salt, concept of light, uh, concept of people being uh, convicted by their own life that they'll be mad at you because you won't participate in their life. Nowhere in, in there is is that kind of that Old Testament imagery of let's scream at lost people who don't even know what we're talking about right. that the Apostle Paul says. He says, what business is it of mine what outsiders do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So in, in the in the New Testament context of the believer, the believer aligns their life with the heart and the mind of Christ. The believer is motivated by love in all things. And then we speak to the outside world with gentleness and respect, and we do that with an ambassadorship, and we do that with, um, with a persuasive attitude. The other big advantage that the church has is we have Christ Himself. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the the people that Jesus got kind of hot with were the religious elite who were using truth, twisting it to further people from knowing the heart and the mind of God. That's who he called a brutal viper, whitewash tombs, flip the money changer tables over all that kind of stuff. He didn't do that with the world around him. Right. He sat with the tax collector, he sat with the sinners. And then what happened was this. When there was an argument with the world around him, he w- his attitude was, well, let he who has ears, let him hear. He told his disciples when he sent them out, when he sent the Seventy out, he, sa- he said, you go to a town, you find the man of peace. The man of peace is the people who want to have the conversation. If they won't hear you or accept you, you kick the dust off your sandals and you leave. There was never like a stand there and fight it out Mm -hmm. mindset. It was a here's the truth. If people hate you because of me, go tell somebody else who wants to hear it Mm -hmm. mindset. And so the church and and the, the believers within it, the individual parts of the church, that needs to be our mindset. The church tends to either apologize for the truth uh everything from like i know this is kind of old-fashioned all the way to well it must not the bible doesn't mean what it obviously says or the other extreme is like we scream truth at each other (laughs) right you know and, and, at, and at the world around us. So, you know, God's against gay marriage, and you're going to burn in hell. I'm like, you're accomplishing nothing. Mm-hmm. Were you saying he's he's not against that? I didn't say that. I said, you're, the way that you are projecting that, if, if you came up and screamed your agenda at me, am mm-hmm. I going to be like, oh, my goodness, thank you. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. So... So this ambassadorship and this persuasion, when we come together, we can talk freely, we encourage each other in Psalms, hymns, spiritual Psalms, we sharpen each other with the Word of God, we do all of that as fellow believers. But then our interaction with the world, we love our neighbor, we love our enemy, we serve as ambassadors of Christ himself, we're making his appeal through us, and we do that in a persuasive way. And I really believe that's how you make you make a difference, mm-hmm. right? When someone doesn't want to receive that, you kick the dust off your sandals and you walk away. This is where Jesus would say, don't cast your pearls before swine, that's what all that is. Like, drop it and walk away and wait, ask God to give you a no-brainer moment where someone wants to know the reason for the hope that's within you. So we're trying, I, I think we sometimes try to be the Holy Spirit, we try to convict, we try to bully or sell people into a relationship with Christ. And Jesus' Jesus's directive and Paul's explanation, honestly, and this is a big Christian term, but honestly, whether you're, you're an Arminian or a Calvinist, whether mm-hmm. you believe in a free will or a predestination, all of it fits in to that idea of let's find people who want to have the conversation and have the conversation with them.
0: Yep. Ironically, that's the topic that that couple came to me and said, <laughs> We're yeah. trying to figure this out, but for the sake of uh, loving and reaching our neighbors. You that know, conversation is 500 years old. Nobody's figured it out. Right. Um, now, Jeff, I, I love what you're talking about here with the different way in which. Christ approached these things like if there was ever someone that walked the earth that could have made a lot of points it would have been Jesus and as he interacts with us if there was ever going to be someone that made a lot of points about our lives you know where, where Joe Caruso where Jeff Bogue is wrong where we could do better it would be Jesus and yet he approaches us in a totally different way right and so if we find ourselves in these scenarios where but these people need to know what I know or they need to understand my point of view, how do we build that bridge to to go after them?
1: number one, and this is not a cliche, and everybody listening, don't you dare blow me off or I will come to your house and I will hunt you down. (laughs) Pray for them. It's the Holy Spirit's job, not Joe Caruso's job or Jeff Boggs' job, it's the Holy Spirit's job to create the interest mm-hmm. and to create the spark and and to bring a person to a point of spiritual questioning or intrigue. That is not my job. Mm-hmm. My job is, share the, is to share the reason for the hope that's within me when I am asked. Mm-hmm. My job is to live a life that's above reproach, it's to live a life of love. So I, I know that we're desperate, we love people and we're desperate, but guys, listen to me, if we spent a tenth of the time praying for them that we spend arguing with them, we would get a heck of a lot further yeah. in, in the process. So let God, when we, when we try to play the role of God, we always screw it up, right? And, and then people will look and say, well, that's not like Jesus. And a lot of times they're like, well, like, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right, right? So pray for them, number one. Number two, love them and be in close relational proximity with them. Be a friend. Help. Work out with them. Have a cup of coffee. You know, it's that kind of stuff. Be in proximity. Number three, be unapologetic about your faith. So when I answer the question, I'm going to answer it from the the thing that defines and directs me. Now, I did not say, take them through the Roman's road. Mm -hmm. I said, be unapologetic about my my faith, right? Are you freaked out about COVID? I'm a little thrown off about it, but I, I think I really feel like God controls these things and that gives me a lot of peace. I feel like it's kind of out of my control and so I, I don't know, you know, in the way that I think, I don't have a choice but to really trust God for for steering me through this. Yeah, that's a real answer mm-hmm. to to a normal question. Yep. And and if they want to talk about that, great. If they're not, well, what do you think about the Browns? And again, you're like, I don't know. God works in miraculous ways. We're three <laughs> one, you know, but but it's a, it's just normal life. And then if someone wants to have the conversation or they're posing a question, and then I would say, even in that, talk as long as they want to. Like, don't don't be like, oh, it's my opportunity. Christians act like overeager guys trying to get a date. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I don't know, ask her out. If she says no, walk away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you get the hint, you know. So it, it's, it's that kind of stuff where we we're either like shut down and super private i often say our faith is personal but it's not private Mm -hmm. like or we're like over the top Mm -hmm. and they all the rest the the other thing i would say in all of that is make sure you're having a spiritual conversation not a cultural or political one Mm -hmm. right because god tax policy is not the top of jesus's list Mm -hmm. health care systems are not the top of Jesus's list, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going for somebody's heart. I'm not going for their political persuasion. Again, that's something, if they ask, you can have a conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, how could you possibly vote for? Well, I think the number one political issue is uh, pro-life issues. Mm -hmm. So it really defines what I vote for. Well, you like so-and-so? Not really. (laughs) You know, I don't like so-and-so, and and I don't like such-and-such, but I care about this issue. Sure. Well, that's not as important as... Well, or they might say, why is that so important to you? Why would you make that number one? Well, there's a real conversation about right. why I would make that number
0: yeah. one. And then, like you said, the heart of the issue is one that's focused on Christ and it's focused on the gospel. But these same principles begin to apply whenever you can have a conversation. Right. You're, right. Not, you're not yelling at each other. You're not just making the point. You're trying – matter of fact – I wrote this down as you were talking, Jeff. What I keep hearing you say is, "Build the bridge. Don't burn them." <laughs> and, I, and I
1: would even say, "Let God build it, and you just walk across it." Mm, yeah, you that's know? good. I, I do this in parenting. Um, you know, I have, I have uh, Heidi and I have six children, seven now with our daughter-in-law, but six that we raised. Um, there was a time. Actually, right now today I have five teenagers that live in my house. Wow Now my one son will t- I have three of those are adults, you know, uh, two of those five are adults. but so with my kids, I could literally come home with my children and I could sit down with each of them one hour a night and tell them all what they're doing wrong. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Liter- literally, sure. right? I could walk them through their room, through school, how they talk to their mother. Like the list is endless. They're, they're immature, they're growing, et cetera, right? So what I try to do, even as a dad, I'm like, I need to think about like, what is the one thing we need to talk about? And, and I'll pray about that. I'm like, Lord, help me to kind of like condense this, mm-hmm. right? And then I'll say, Lord, give me a moment, right? And I'm, I'm not gonna create the moment, unless it's an emergency, but I want the moment to talk about their integrity or whatever it is that they're, they're dealing with. And what I found when raising teenagers is that when God creates that moment, by the way, that moment lasts usually no more than five minutes but when, I, when God creates that moment, I can say what I need to say, they will hear what they need to hear, and we'll walk away loving each other. And it's fascinating to me as my, my uh, older kids have become adults, it fascinates me that they remember that moment, hmm. right? And sometimes oddly, be like, remember when we were in the car that one time? Yeah, yeah Dad, you said this. And, but I could vomit verbally on them constantly, or I could let God build a bridge, Let give me the wisdom to recognize it's open for business, yep. and then tell me the minute to walk across it. And we're all like that. Everybody listening is like that. We, there are things in our life where we remember a comment, yep. we remember a moment, and I'm saying, ask God to create that. You, you know, this, this whole like change my mind thing, like, that's fun, kinda, you know? And especially if you're talking about sports or something like that, you can play with that, so I'm not really trying to knock it. But we're that way about people's souls. Uh-huh. And it's a spiritual exchange. It's really not a, a, a shouting of opinions with yeah. things.
0: That is so good, Jeff, I love that. Pray, well, you had mentioned earlier that if we spend a tenth of the time praying, just the major difference that would make, and then to see God build those bridges, walk across them, and then uh, watch something real happen <laughs> and not just the argument. And then right back to where you started, I think if we just continue to ask ourselves, do I want to make a point or do I want to make a difference, yep. uh, what a game changer that would be for many of us. Um. I'll
1: double-dog
0: dare all of our <laughs> listeners,
1: double-dog dare. If you think of any place, you're in a reoccurring fight with your spouse. you're in a. There's this one thing a roommate does that just drives you nuts. Your kids, the person that you disagree with politically. I double-dog dare you, if you start praying for that person every day, hmm. be slow to speak, quick to listen, and ask God to give you a moment. He will give you a moment and you will recognize it when he gave it to you. Mm. And I would think about cuz you're thinking you're telling him off in your mind all the time. <laughs> so instead of doing that, craft what would I say, you know, if I got 5 minutes with the president, what would I say? You would think that through ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So what would I say if God built a bridge and told me it was open for business? I promise you you will get further down the road relationally and with what you want them to understand that way then you will the nightly fight that most people are having
0: right now it's so good i mean not the fights those are terrible but that's what we're talking about (laughs) that's great i i think jeff you're this is so wonderful, because no matter the arena, we're having struggles with this, and there is something that's tempting about, well, if I can just make my point, then it'll all go away, but it never happens. And so I pray that all of you that are listening right now, that you would take this to heart, uh, whether it's just remembering that simple question, do I to make a point or do I want to make a difference, whether you dive into some of the passages we brought up, uh, start the prayers, ask God to build those bridges. Uh, it's some real life-changing things may just begin to happen all around you. If you have other questions that you would like us to dive into here with the Mixed Messages podcast, feel free to go to our website at bath.gracechurches.org slash messages Fill out the form there. We'll get to your questions as soon as we can. You can also follow us on all of our social media. You can subscribe here on YouTube. Uh, you can follow our podcast. You can get onto our Facebook and Instagram. Follow us along as a church. You can always send us direct messages there. Whatever we need to do to help you feel connected to Jesus and his body, Uh, we want to be able to do that. So uh, feel free to reach out to us. Join us on the weekend, whether in person or online, and we'll continue to help resource you as you pursue a relationship with Christ. Thanks for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. We'll see you next time.